Welcome to Accelerate OC, the only show focused on the people leading innovation in Orange County. Join our host, Carrie Ransom, and his conversations with the trendsetters, entrepreneurs, investors, and leaders here, because it's time to Accelerate OC. Good morning. Welcome to Accelerate OC. I'm Carrie Ransom, and thanks always to our engineer, Paul, for making me and my guests sound so good. Today's episode is sponsored by my home here, OC4 Venture Studio, and we are building the next generation tech startups here in Southern California. And so if you want to have a partner to help you really get your company going, get it uh, growing quickly, and want to learn how to do it the right way, welcome to come check us out at OC4B.com. I am uh, super excited to have Spencer Raskoff with me here today on Accelerate OC. And before we get to hear from Spencer and the many uh, experiences that he's had, he's led some great companies. Uh, I want to also talk about what led him back to Southern California at this point in time, as I think he believes it's the next global innovation center of the world. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about Spencer first. He has done a tremendous amount. He's co-founded two businesses that I would call household names, Zillow and Hotwire. Uh, And earlier this year, he also launched his latest company called .LA. And uh, it's .LA, but uh, I think people are already getting very comfortable with it. And it's a media company that's dedicated to covering and really connecting the LA startup world. And I would include Orange County in that as well. Um, but really, you know, SoCal focused is, I, I think, as he would probably describe it as well. Um, he's also working on another startup that's in stealth mode. So I don't know that he's going to talk about it today. But uh, I think, you know, once once you have that entrepreneur startup gene in you, it's hard to hard to let it go, as we've heard from many prior guests. And, and I certainly resonate with as well. Um, with regard to Zillow, He co-founded it with a guy named Rich Barton back in 2005, and he had several roles there, but most recently was the CEO for the last 10 years, including taking them public. And so we'll talk uh, some about that experience today. Uh, He also did 15 acquisitions along the way, including a company here in Irvine. And so we'll talk about Zillow's presence here in Orange County as well. Um, He co-wrote a best-selling book while he was there. Um, he was constantly recognized as a company that people loved to work in uh, as they got a number of awards. And as I mentioned, he also co-founded Hotwire prior to that. And, you know, we all know that jingle. Um, so maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll talk about how that came to be. But he and the team sold Hotwire to Expedia back in about 2003, I believe. And then prior to that, he did uh, what many do early in the career. He worked in investment banking and then uh, even did a stint in private equity. So he has lived many lives. He came back to L.A. where he grew up fairly recently. Uh, I think he was gone for well over 20 years. Um, I'm excited that he's back. Uh, and I think you know we greatly benefit when people that have had the global experience that he's had bring their, their wealth of knowledge and experience uh, into uh, this ecosystem here. And, you know, I think he, he has a scale with a company like Zillow that few around Southern California have experienced. And, you know, as I say, when you, you get to a single letter on your public company ticker symbol, um, there aren't many. Uh, you know, Zillow reached a $10 billion market cap. 
Um, so we should stand up and, and pay attention when he speaks. So Spencer, it's really great to have you here on Accelerate OC today. Thank you, Kerry. Thanks for having me. And I'm thrilled to be here talking with you about Southern California and innovation. Awesome. Well, let's, let's get to the starting line. Uh, you know, the news of, of sort of now for you, you started .LA really uh, just before this whole COVID-19 crisis hit. And I feel like we literally met face to face on one of the last days before <laughs> we did. quarantine and shelter in place. Remember when you could shake hands and exactly and, and all that? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a new world. So, you know, as you think about, uh, you know, you're launching a digital media company and, and, you know, we talked even about some events and things that you were planning. You know, how has this impacted your initial plans? It's it's interesting because, um, you know, so far we've been in a very fortunate position. So I started .LA about a year ago with a co-founder um, who joined as CEO and I'm chair. We raised a $4 million seed round from the LA tech community, from angels mm -hmm. and VCs and, and a couple of strategic uh, companies in, in Southern California. Uh, we launched about three months ago. So we launched in February 2020. Mm -hmm. And so far, traffic has been booming because news, you know, everybody is, is glued to the news and mm -hmm. there is a lot of news to cover in Southern California tech. We weren't meant to be earning any revenue yet. Um, you know, the business plan called for the first year, year and a half to just be focused on building audience and building out an editorial product mm -hmm. and trying to become the most uh, well-respected and well-read place that people get their news on Southern California tech. Um, and so as a, as a founder, I'm, I'm now sort of trying to decide what do we do with respect to expenses, mm -hmm. right? Because we're, we're significantly ahead of plan, but we only have a two to three year runway. Um, and so we've decided to continue growing and continue investing. We've added staff. We're up to, I think, about 12 employees now. Hmm. Um, and um, we've pivoted the um, event, what was going to be the business model, which was in-person events, bringing together people in, in and around Southern California Tech to web-based events. Mm -hmm. And we've become very good very quickly at producing um, web-based events and panels and discussions and speeches. Um, but um, it, it's still an open question of whether we can build out a business model around that. Mm -hmm. But you know, for now, we're focused on the strength of the editorial product. I'm very pleased with uh, with what we've been able to produce. We have a lot of newsletter subscribers. Traffic for um, April was up about, I think, it was around five x uh, over uh, over March, um, awesome. which was up five x over February. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're off to a great start. Um, and uh, but it's a try. It's a challenging time for any startup. Sure. It's also it's particularly a challenging time for a media startup when um, you know it's a, it's such a challenging industry to uh, to try to get to profitability. Sure. Well, I mean, certainly from a, I mean, to your point, like from a time to get a, a less distracted audience, this is probably as good a time as any. Yes. Um, and you know, I mean, I think you know, you you probably think a lot like I do. In the early stages of a, a business like this, you're going to end up doing a lot of experimentation around yeah. types of events and and other things. And so you've probably just had to channel it a little bit differently. You know, I'm curious as things move forward because I've I've seen this with some others that I've been talking to who have a heavy event strategy or structure that they may move some events entirely digital permanently. Mm -hmm. or they will start to do some hybrid types of events. Um, so you know, any thoughts there on how you're thinking? I mean, you, you guys didn't even really have a baseline. Right? <laughs> we didn't. Done, we didn't, didn't done any in-person events to go, hmm, I wonder if that would be better. So, Well, it's uh, funny. Yeah. The, the woman that, that we hired to run events, um, 
uh, you know, is a very experienced person, has done, done this for, for a long time at, at several other organizations. And um, credit to her and credit to the nimble culture that we have at .LA that the week that she started, we pulled the rug out from under her and said, guess what? You know, no in-person events. Um, And the team has scrambled and and adjusted really quickly. Uh, I'll give you another quick example, and maybe this will inspire uh, others, uh, you know, listening who are at their startups to think about how they can be nimble in the face of this crisis. We had this mission at .LA. The reason we started the company was to try to bring together those in the tech community in Southern Mm -hmm. California. Mm -hmm. And um, so as, as long as we do things that are still on that mission, that's, sure. that's terrific. And so um, one of the things that we did was we took an idea that was on, you know, on the back burner, sort of on the whiteboard, and we thought maybe someday we'll get to it. And we immediately pulled it to the front burner, which was building a Slack community mm-hmm. for those in Southern California tech. Um, and, um, and, and we're thrilled that, that you're in there. And so we, we scrambled and we pulled this product forward. We launched it. It's, uh, it's you know, workfromhome.la. Um, and it's an invite-only Slack community where people in Southern California tech can come and, and hang out and kibitz. And it's the, you know, it's the online water cooler that we are all seeking as we're here in isolation in our homes. Um, and, um, uh, you know, that, um, again, credit to the team for pulling that off. And, um, and now, of course, we have to invest in, in growing that community and making sure that it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that um, that those that spend time there have a good ROI on their time, um, but I'm just I'm proud of the team for for having made these adjustments on the fly. Yeah, that's awesome. So what what if you look broader, you know, SoCal, LA, what do you feel like? I mean, you you've just come back. What what have you felt like you've learned about LA through this so far? Um, well, so I moved back to LA four years ago when I was still running Zillow, which was based in Seattle. And I, as you mentioned, I've been gone for almost 20 years. I hadn't lived in, in Southern California since high school. So I left when I was 18. I came back when I was, uh, 38. So 20, you know, 20 ish years. And, uh, for three years, I commuted from LA back to Seattle every week to keep running Zillow. And about a year ago, you're sort of living here, but you're not really living here. Yeah. My family was family was sort of living here. (laughs) I was sort of living on an airplane. Um, and about a year ish ago, I, uh, retired as CEO of Zillow and finally started living here. Over those last four years, as I've gotten kind of reconnected with the Southern California business community, I was blown away by the amount of tech and innovation that was happening here. Um, in fact, you know, people think of Seattle as a tech hub, but I think by most measures that that I can see, there's actually much more happening in tech, broadly defined, in Southern California than there is even in Seattle. And um, it's very diverse. There are, you know, there's aerospace and robotics and mm-hmm. consumer and media and ad tech and streaming and enterprise and HR tech and food tech. I mean, D to C, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, there are studios like OC4, there are, um, incubators and founders and early stage venture funds and late stage venture funds. There was really everything that you need to have a very robust tech ecosystem, except journalism. <laughs> there was, uh, you know, I kept looking for things to read about what's happening in Southern California tech. And, and there are some small scale, you know, blogs or, or others um, that, um, you know, that, that have sort of tried to shine a light on what's happening in LA tech, but I don't think anyone had done it really at scale. And so that's why we created .LA was to try to, to, try to do that, try to fill that uh, hole. And um, I am incredibly bullish on Southern California. I think that in 2030, we're going to look back and say that the 20s were to Southern California as the 2000s were to the Bay Area or the 2010s were to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there, uh, and actually, I think coronavirus might accelerate that. And the reason is, 
I think it's it's giving people it's 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 showing people that really they do not have to live in San Francisco or sure. in the Bay Area in order to do their job. Mm-hmm. You can live anywhere. You can create companies anywhere. You can telecommute and, and do video conferencing. And in fact, you can raise money from investors from anywhere. And and as an investor, you can live anywhere. And um, you know, it, it, if people are untethered from having to live in a certain place, like in San Francisco or in New York, you know, advantage Southern California. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's right. That's right. Well, and I even look. I mean, post. Uh, you know, I live down here in Orange County. You know, where I moved from Santa Monica uh, many years ago, and even relative to LA, where where I am, we've had very very low incidence rate uh, of. COVID-19, so much so that people are starting to even revolt a little bit and say, hey, come on, we've done our job. And and so there, you know, I think that just shows that, yeah, there there are places where a lot of business is getting done where people aren't on top of each other and um, you can choose any kind of lifestyle you want. And if you think about Southern California, I mean, we, I'm a Midwesterner and I, I feel like this is this is it's I, good I living. Gold. It's good yeah, living. I hate gold coming out here twenty years ago. <laughs> it's and, good living. Uh, you know, yeah. no, I, so I moved from New York to LA when I was twelve, or my parents moved me from New York to LA uh, when I was twelve, and I went kicking and screaming. Um, you know, I don't want to leave New York. I love New York. I'm a New Yorker, and I got out here um, in, when I was twelve, and uh, you know, almost overnight changed my team. Yeah. yeah, you know, the, yes. the beaches, the sun, the mountains, um, mm-hmm. the the lifestyle, the the way of life is um there's a lot to like mm-hmm. that's right so what i mean you talked about this next 10 years which i totally agree with like i i've felt it when i got here in uh 2002 it was pretty on the tech scene and i'd, mm-hmm. I'd been in some software companies prior to coming out here and you know dot-com crash hit i didn't really feel like the dot-com crash hit la all that badly mm-hmm. but it just felt really sleepy and over the last really even five years i mean i, I ran a company based in Venice back in, I don't know if we've even talked about this back in 2009 hmm. and there was nothing going on in Venice in 2009. Right. And now it's un- amazing. Right. And so, you know, as you think about like, what is it in the next 10 years that you think is really going to emerge from here? Is it across all those different diverse categories or well, do you think we're going to see some real centers of gravity? I mean, there are a couple. There are a couple great trends in favor of Southern California. The the biggest one I'd point to is that this is where the influencers live: celebrities, athletes, mm-hmm. social media influencers. Like this is it. This is L.A. and and Southern California more broadly defined is the the part of the world that tells the rest of the world what's cool. And increasingly, that's how brands are built. That's how direct to consumer brands are built. That's how you know e commerce brands are built. And um, uh, and so that really is is a significant advantage to Southern California. The other big change relative to the Bay Area is um, you no longer need to hire 500 software engineers and have them go to a single office in order to build a product. For 30 years, it was like that. And the only place there was a density of software engineers was in the Bay Area. And so that's why it made sense. But now you know, between all, all these all this modularized software, the the kind of no code, low code revolution, AWS, um, you know, collaboration tools, video conferencing, et cetera, means that you can start a company in Santa Monica, Venice, Irvine, Laguna, wherever, with a couple of engineers, maybe, and then maybe you have a couple other contract engineers somewhere else, and then you've got maybe marketing in Southern California, and 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 so it just it just allows for for so much more to happen. And then the other very important trend 
is the intersection of media entertainment and pop culture, mm-hmm. which is, you know, you can use, look at Disney plus as sort of the prototypical example. So streaming is headquartered in Southern California, yeah. YouTube, Quibi, Facebook, snap, Instagram, TV, Netflix, um, Disney plus Peacock, like all of these streaming services, the beating heart is Southern California. As an example, yesterday at the dot, uh, dot LA did a, uh, a panel webinar about robotic. And one of the computer scientists, actually the, the technical lead for Roomba, the, you know, the mm-hmm. robotic vacuum, the guy that basically invented Roomba was, was talking about all the hard tech involved in his startup where he's created this um, robot that uh, interfaces and interacts with autistic children to mm-hmm. help with their social and emotional um, learning. He's talking about all the hard tech associated with his startup. And he, and he said, he says, Southern California is the only place that my company could exist. Could exist. It doesn't get more hard tech than the company, the robotics company. And he said, it's because I have this employee who came from this Hollywood studio who's doing, you know, the storytelling. I have this person who came from JPL. I have this person who came from SpaceX and this person who came from, you know, whatever, some other, uh, you know, um, Caltech or et cetera. And like the, the swirl of creativity in Southern California is what allows this robotics company to exist. So it's not just cannabis and it's not just sure. like, you know, kind of lightweight fintech, um, you know, uh, stuff that Southern California can do. It's actually hard tech also. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's the fascinating thing is what, what I take sort of as the underlying description of what you're talking about is we've had such a diversity of economy here that now as you sort of flip it this way and you start saying, how do I take pieces from all of those elements mm-hmm. and sort of co- you know, collide it in a new way with some creative stimulus that I think can come out of the community here? There's all kinds of really exciting new companies. I mean, one of, the, one of the things I've been really trying to tackle down here in Orange County has been very siloed, almost industry silos. So mm-hmm. you have, I mean, we, we're the center of the universe for surf brands and and skate brands and and sort of that lifestyle brand genre and you go how does that not infiltrate med device or the automotive sector or other industry segments that are here and could create really interesting breakthroughs you know we are moving to your point i think away from this notion of particularly in software where that's hard I think, I mean, we, we, when we see founders here and they start talking about they need to get this software written, we sort of go check the box. Like, we, we know how to get that written. Right. Is there a real technical problem to solve here? Or is it a business problem, user problem that needs to be well designed and well thought through? And, and those are the challenges. But it's to your point, like the way or the, the, the problems in the business are new, but they're very different. I mean, it's, it, it's, it isn't how do I go find a, you know, DevOps engineer or a right. full stack or somebody to build a mobile app. I mean, it's, it's, it will be interesting to see what happens with snap and um, with honey yes. because um, you know, the honey sale was a huge exit. I think it was 4 billion. Um, yeah. And um, that will recycle a lot of wealth into the community, into angel investing, into other kind of mid-level people that from Honey that will go and do startups and will be very fun, very backable yes. based on their pedigree. And um, and and it'll be interesting to see if Snap kind of turns over a generation. Also, I, I had a pitch yesterday from um, a founding team from Snap, 
And um, those are super encouraging signs. For they guys they like are. That. And w- yeah. w- it's interesting, w- having been in the Seattle tech scene for 15 years and, and done angel investing while I was at, at Zillow, I'll say that one thing that sort of held Seattle back from being becoming the Bay Area, in spite of Microsoft and Amazon um, being headquartered there, was the fact that there wasn't much recycled capital. High, um, well, know. and high retention, probably. There was, too, and right? very high retention. So that's, that's so, Orange County. Is is really high retention, maybe even LA yeah. or, or broader, but but that's absolutely been an orange. Those county. big giants in Seattle, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, yes. Zillow, and Expedia, um, people didn't really leave. You know, you, you think about how much ink has been has been written about the PayPal mafia, which was a relatively small-ish exit. It was about a billion dollar exit a million years ago. Yep. And yet dozens of companies have been spawned right. from that. And it's because that capital and talent got recycled. So mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll we'll sort of see what happens with Snap and Riot Games and and um, and Honey and others, and yeah. see if that kind of talent and money comes back into the community. Well, that that's what you know. That's what we need. If you think about the some of the early, you know, somebody like a Matt Coffin from mm-hmm. Lower My Bills. Right? I mean, he, he, there've been some. I've met some of the legacy folks there, but that's like early, early yeah. LA tech startups. And there've been you know some of those. But to your point, I mean, this is. We need this next generation, and we haven't seen that here. I mean, we were super close down here in Orange County with Palmer Lucky, with Oculus. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, Palmer told me he thinks there have been 30 startups that have come from alumni of Oculus. The problem is they're all up north because the company got sucked up there. And, you know, thankfully, he's come back to Southern California and he's building an, another company here, and I think it's it's going to potentially spawn a whole bunch yeah. of, of people too. It's, because it's changing, it's yeah. changing, it's changing. I I, I ask uh, every LA startup that pitches me or that dot LA covers, um, you know, if they think being in LA is holding them back in any way in terms of recruiting or fundraising, and resoundingly, the answer is quite the contrary. Yeah. Um, that um, you know. Uh, it's helping with recruiting. It's actually helping with fundraising because there's a lot of VC interest here, but there's perceptions valuations are lower here than the Valley. So um, so they have plenty of interest. And again, I think especially with this kind of video conferencing revolution post coronavirus, I mean, there's just no it, 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 there's there's no um, there's really no impediment to not being in in San Francisco anymore. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. So as you've been thinking about the region, let's say, how are you thinking about it in your mind? Because this, I mean, I think some people are sort of calling it the, you know, Santa Barbara to San Diego. Yeah. Um, you know, are you, do you think we're going to end up with some distinctive clusters? Do you think it's going to be really intertwined? I, I think that, you know, the Santa Barbara to San Diego, actually Santa Barbara to Orange County is, is pretty similar size to the Bay Area. If you think about kind of Sausalito and Tiburon to the north and okay. East Bay and all the way down to San Jose, you know, that's a two hour drive kind of top to bottom or, you know, maybe an hour east to west. It's about the same as Santa Barbara down to Orange County. And so that's how I think about it. I mean, San Diego is a bit of a hike from up here, from yeah. from L.A. It's not as far from yeah. Orange County. There's a lot happening in San Diego, by the way. In fact, yeah. I just I They've just, done a great job. Just the other day, I emailed the, the my co-founder, the CEO of Dot L.A., because I saw like the third or fourth financing um, multi, you know, 50 plus million dollar funding round for a San Diego company, mostly biotech. But, and I was like, gosh, you know, maybe we need to make sure that we're covering as far south as San Diego. Dot LA's coverage universe really is from, you know, we focus on Santa Barbara to Orange County. We very much include Orange County in our, in our coverage. Uh, I'm sorry to, to those of you in Orange County about the brand name of Dot LA. I'm sure that- that Good domain. 
that uh, thank you. I'm sure that uh, sort of you know irks you a little bit, but it is a catchy domain. Well, it's it's a. I mean, I I feel like weekly, especially lately, this conversation of you know, do we or not want to be part of the greater LA MSA comes up and Orange County uh, on one hand, I think gets a lot of benefit from being part of LA. And I mean, you've seen it obviously with groups like the Anaheim angels changing their name to try to Mm -hmm. encompass this. And I think a lot of people look at Disneyland as being in Southern California or LA and not really getting that specific. And, And we've got 34 cities here. So it's hard to create a, a cohesive brand. And it's something I think we do, we need it, but we also need to be part of this greater region. And, and so I think that's, that's what a lot of us here are trying to. Yeah. I mean, I'm, do. I'm super long LA, but I'm, even, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, really long Orange County. I think what's, I think that you, Orange County will successfully draft behind LA's ascent mm-hmm. as a, as a, a real tech capital and then it will end up being the, um, you know, the, the sort of like even better lifestyle mm. version, almost like, um, I don't know what the Bay Area sort of equivalent is. It's like, I mean, Palo Alto is pretty idyllic, you know, in the same way that Orange County is pretty idyllic. I mean, I, I, for those three years that I was commuting to, to, from L.A. to keep running Zillow, I worked from Zillow's Irvine office a couple of days a week. So, I mean, I commuted uh, probably two days from LA up to Seattle and probably two or three days from, you know, I drove from LA down to Irvine. So I had a lot of time in Irvine. It's gorgeous. I mean, Orange County is beautiful. It's perfect. Very it's like, comfortable. Yes. The sun always shines. There's like bluebirds everywhere and rainbows and unicorns and no traffic. And it's just like amazing. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, the schools are good. It's, it's, it's yeah. just a, it's a great lifestyle. And, um, you know, I, and I so my, my my recommendation, I guess, to those of you in the Orange County community, is to is to draft behind LA. Like in other words, to position yourself as part of the Southern California tech community. Yeah. And then those that are in the know, you know, you're like, oh, and by the way, you know, why would you want to live in mm-hmm. Venice where it's so gritty when you could live in you know Laguna? And why don't you do your next startup in Laguna or wherever Irvine, not in um, you know, not in uh, in Santa Monica or West Hollywood, but that, the rising tide of LA will definitely lift the Orange County boat. Yeah, I agree. And and there's a lot of a lot of cross pollination happening. I mean, there are people driving from LA down here. There's a ton of people from here driving into LA. And yeah. I, I've speculated for a long time since I got here that I think you know whether it was Snap that would do it or could do it or or somebody behind them that we'll see. I'll call it a multi-node company with significant presence in multiple Southern California yeah. because it just makes sense, right? Like to get, like you were doing, you could, you could have an LA headquarters, you could have an Orange County office, you could have even Pasadena yeah. to the West side is difficult. My last startup, we opened an engineering office. We were in Marina del Rey. We opened an engineering office in Pasadena and people loved it because maybe they'd come in one or two days a week, but it, well, it, and the Seattle companies works. do that also. So, yeah. so Microsoft That's has yeah. offices in Seattle mm-hmm. and Redmond and yeah. in Bellevue. Yeah. Amazon has offices on in, on yeah. kind of both sides of Lake Washington yeah. um, for for commuting purposes. And um, you're kind of a jet, you know, loosely assigned to one, but you can use mm-hmm. you know either. And I agree with you. I, I definitely think that will happen. Um, we we certainly looked at it a lot at Zillow when we, as you mentioned in the, in the intro, we bought a, a small Irvine mm-hmm. startup. Um, which had probably about 10 employees when we acquired it. And then when we 
decided to open a second office outside Seattle, we chose to use Irvine mm-hmm. as the, the second office. It was a software company that we bought with about 10 employees, mostly engineers. But um, when we expanded that office, it was mostly sales. Mm-hmm. And we opened it as our second sales office. And we benefited from a great sales culture, a lot of people in the mortgage industry. Um, and um, we were selling ads to real estate agents and it's a pretty similar, a pretty similar uh, sale. So we grew really quickly there, a couple hundred employees in Irvine. And then we kept running into engineers that we wanted to hire, but didn't want to move to Seattle. They want to live in LA or live in Orange County. And so we slowly and almost reluctantly started growing the engineering office in Irvine um, from the original 10 employees at the company we acquired to, you know, by the time I left about a year ago, I would guess there are over a hundred engineers. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've Irvine. heard in the, just even here that there's a great engineering group there. There is. And they're it's very well it, regarded. They're, they're really well regarded. They're as good, as strong technically as the best people in Seattle or in our San Francisco office. And they're less drama. Um, they're, they are, um, and all due respect to any of my, you know, Seattle mm-hmm. friends listening, mm-hmm. but I'll mm-hmm. say that, um, you know, the, the Irvine employees were, um, were fantastic. They really mm-hmm. were, uh, engineering and sales. Um, and they're, um, you know, they're loyal, they're committed and, um, and, and they were just great employees. And I loved, I love that office. It's got a great energy and great vibe. Mm-hmm. And so Zillow now has probably, I don't know, three or 400 people in the Irvine office. House has a couple hundred people mm-hmm. there. Facebook has a big office there. I think Google also. Yeah, Google's um, got almost, I think it's over 700 people. We've got, I mean, Amazon has several thousand people. Oh yeah, Amazon has a big office. Yeah. And a lot of them have come here in the same way Zillow did, where they made an ac- early acquisition mm-hmm. and then sort of had a realization of, wow, there's some, talent here in either a certain function like sales or they've, they've ended up doing it in a multidisciplinary type of way. So yeah. I think we've done fairly well as a, as a satellite. The challenge that I've seen, and I've, I've tried to figure out how to crack this, I'd, I'd love your thoughts on it, is how do we get those companies that aren't based here to still participate in the local community? Because they're 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 really they you know they're trying to set up this culture of we're Seattle centric we're Bay Area centric whatever it is yeah what what I feel like we as a community need to do to to say hey you're here we want you to participate and it, it's sort of it's it's a little bit counterintuitive because they look at that and they go well you're going to try and poach our people or or uh, yeah I mean you, it, right? it comes but, from yeah. it comes from the culture at the office leadership I mean um, in in you know, Justin LaJoy, who was the CEO of the company that we acquired, mm-hmm. who you know, uh, he ran the Irvine office for many years. He recently retired from Zillow mm-hmm. also and is working on some some other startup ideas and doing some angel investing. He's an investor in .LA, actually. Uh, Justin was very engaged in the community. And, you know, we were involved in United Way. Mm-hmm. Um, we had frequently had um, political local uh, political speakers come in. We did a lot of volunteering uh, mm-hmm. from, from the Irvine office. So I think if you get the right uh, you know, you, right. you, uh, leadership, like you get the right yeah. leadership that, that cares about community building. Um, it goes a long way. Yeah. So that, and I think that's what we, we need to, you know, welcome them and then also even encourage that, uh, to the extent we can. That's great. So let's go back and talk just briefly about dot LA. One of the things mm-hmm. uh, I'm super excited that you're doing this because you know, one of the things that I, and part of why I even started, um, accelerate OC was to try to highlight stories. Uh, I've had so many people say to me over the years here, 
there's just not interesting things happening here or you know where's the excitement and i think you know probably like you're realizing with dot la the number of stories is incredible yeah the number of people doing uh, great things is not in short supply it's just about how to tell them how to tell the stories giving the platforms to do it um you know one of the things that you know sort of like the benefit of the uh, seattle companies retaining people was if, if those stories aren't out there then you know people resort to just kind of keeping doing what they're doing yeah. so any thoughts you have on you know how do we inspire more people i mean some of them are going to get forced out right now i guess by some of the job losses in the short term that are occurring and they may choose to go start a company but like how do we create a more exciting well i, I think culture? i think we have to i think all of us in the community um have a megaphone in our own way i mean for a long time it was mark suster at upfront yeah. kind of being you know the one-man marching band mm-hmm. you know blogging and tweeting long la and it was it was kind of like you know just kind of one guy in the, sure. you know, in the in the audience <laughs> clapping, and now I mean, you have a megaphone, I have a megaphone, sure. uh, you know, so many others do too. I'm just I'm on dot LA right now, looking at some of the top stories. I mean, we've got stories on SpaceX, mm-hmm. um, on Bird, um, on relativity space, which is 3D printing rockets mm-hmm. to send um, send things to Mars. Uh, companies doing interesting things around COVID uh, vaccines. A lot of robotics. I mean. Uh, Quibi. I mean, a lot of a lot of news about Quibi. There's no shortage of 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 news to cover. In fact, we're drowning in in stories. We have a, probably ten ish reporters, and you know, we probably have story ideas every day for sure. for for forty people to cover. Mm-hmm. So we have way more story ideas than we have capacity. So um, we just all as a community have to shine a light on what's happening, and and then it'll it'll build momentum and become self fulfilling. Yeah, it is. I mean, I and I feel it. Like I like I said earlier, like it, you know, the last five years, it's just it just keeps building, and I think that's the that's really the in, encouraging thing. Do you feel like uh, the schools here are doing a good job of equipping the the culture and and the students to really see going and doing a startup or being an entrepreneur as a as a really viable. Uh, I, I think I think they're getting there. I mean, the yeah. the um, UW in Seattle had a very tight partnership with the leading Seattle tech companies. I think mm-hmm. uh, the Southern California schools produce there are more engineers oh, that graduate yeah. every year and get masters and PhDs every year in yep. Southern California than any county or, yep. or two counties in the country. So we have no shortage of people, but I do think we could have tighter integration between the businesses and and the academic community. Any other personal goals that you have? I mean, you've done so much beyond LA. Any other things? And, you, you know, you're working on a stealth startup. That, like anything else that you're, you're really... <laughs> I'm doing a lot of angel investing. Um, okay. and, and I'm working, you know, I'm working on two startups. I'm trying to start a couple of companies and, and be co-founder and chair of several mm-hmm. of them. But um, ideally leave the CEO position to somebody else that, um, uh, that wants to dedicate 120% of her or his time to that mm-hmm. single business. Mm-hmm. I, I want to stay a little bit a little bit broad and work on multiple things. Sure. That's, that's a luxury spot to be in at this point. So uh, I know Paul's giving us the time sign here. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'll, we will have to do this again for sure. Final lap. What, one of the things I always like to end with is just that, you know, key lesson you've learned along the way or piece of advice. So if you think about, you know, this, this growing group of SoCal entrepreneurs that are around here, any advice or lessons that you want to just make sure you, you can impart to them? I mean, the most important thing in my career has been surrounding myself with great people who um, 
work better as a team than as individuals. That's actually one of the hardest things in the stage that I'm at in my career right now where I'm starting new companies is finding those collaborators. And I, I will say that I've found the Southern California tech community to be incredibly welcoming. And, uh, and, and so that's great. So the advice I'd give to, to people is in spite of all the technology out there uh, and in spite of the social distancing reality that we're in the midst of, um, there's really no substitute for building relationships with people and, um, and a lot of great things come for you and for your companies from that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you. So Spencer, thank you so much you, for Kerry. joining me today. And I mean, what a, what an amazing ride you've been on and, and career that you've had thus far. And, you know, thanks for sharing the stories and the, the wisdom and perspective. I know my audience will greatly appreciate it. I'm super excited for what's ahead with LA. Anything we can do from down here in, in Orange County, know that uh, I'm here and, and we're here to help uh, as a community. And, you know, I, I think, you know, even though you're in L.A., you're doing your part to accelerate Orange County as well. So thanks. Thank you. You've just listened to Accelerate OC. Join our live recordings every Tuesday morning at accelerateoc.com or listen, like, and share anytime from your favorite podcast spot. Let's accelerate OC together. 